Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It is Red Men Radio time. I'm joined, of course, by Mr. Christopher Pager. Hello, everybody. You're alive, but not necessarily well. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, apologies for any for the for snuffling. We're not looking for truffles. Uh, Chris is just looking for oxygen to enter his body via his face. Um, kickoff question this week comes from Lee Carter at Lee it's Carter a, Live. It's a twat of a question. This is a doozy of a question. I really, really like this one. Um, this is not one of the ones that we've been able to just crap out like we do on so many of the questions that we get off the cuff. Uh, we have to take a little bit of a have a little bit of a think on this. Um, he says, imagine there were teams of continents instead of countries, Europe versus South America. Chris is manager of South America and Paul is manager of Europe. Swap, if you like. First 11 for both your teams. What formation and whose team would win? Now, you've respectfully requested the European manager's job. Yeah, I just, I don't I don't think my South American football knowledge is great. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I, uh, I, it's fine. I don't think my outside of Liverpool, my knowledge in general isn't fine. So I was, I was, I was fucked either way. Um, but at least I know, I know that Messi's South American, so that's helped me immeasurably. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. What have you got? I've gone for David De Gea in goal because it was between David De Gea and Neuer, and David De Gea has seen make so many more world class saves than Neuer. Not saying he's better. He's the guy that I see make more saves. Okay, cool. I've got Edison in goal. Not even like he's Brazil's first choice. Um, Alisson gets the other head but you see how good he is exactly he's brilliant and it, there's a couple of these where I've made a couple of decisions in this team where if I was to go on name and reputation players would be in but I've kind of had to temper it to some extent go on who have you got at right back Joshua Kimmich from Bayern Munich okay. I mean he's quality like you know what I mean he can play across the back line he can play defensive midfielder he come in for Philip Lahm and if you take Philip Lahm's place in Bayern Munich history um, I, I just think he's absolutely brilliant and you know young lad he's probably the one on here where you might question the decision mm-hmm. um, because there are so many experienced right backs yeah. but the guy's doing it at a fucking high level right now yeah. uh, he's the future of my European 11 I think down that right hand side amazing I just need to highlight this point that you know even if you're watching the video version of this podcast on the Red Men TV you won't have seen this well. remember Mission Impossible where Tom Cruise has to contort his body around like lasers and stuff like that Sai just had to do that to get across the room because we've repositioned the lights for some and uh, he's <laughs> very nice so, He's just broken the alarm. The alarm's yeah. going off. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic work. Um, I've gone for, I've gone for Antonio Valencia. Danny Alves is the obvious answer in, in this regard. Um, both 
you know, neither of them particularly spring chickens, but I've gone on record in the recent weeks and months of talking about Valencia as being, if not the best right back in the Premier League, one of the consistently best, uh, best ones. So yeah, it was a toss up. I've gone for I've gone for Valencia in, in this particular instance. Okay, I've gone for a controversial centre half partnership. And listen, you know, you could have thrown Benucci, you could have thrown Chiellini in here, mm-hmm. but I've gone for the, I've gone for Ramos and I've gone for PK and. <laughs> Count the trophies. Yeah, exactly. It's not really controversial, is it? Because when you consider, I've, I've, I must admit, I've lent in some areas of this team towards international records as well, and I think there's, you know, whilst yes, you could go down. In fact, to be fair, Kieran and that have got international and uh, and league under the belt, but no, they've still got a few. Probably, I think they've got yeah, a couple I mean, of years the one, on them. The one for me trophies. is like, you know, I've never particularly, I never really rated Ramos mm-hmm. up until probably three years ago, right. When I just started seeing him more and more, and been like, "Fucking hell, he's really developed from what he was he's, as a younger player." And he's still rash. Don't get me wrong; he still likes a red card more than everything. But he's actually a really solid defender as he well. Like. Through a Spanish cup under a bus as well, which is it's, always a thing. It's good. Um, so, uh, on on purely on paper, my centre back partnership should be Godin and Thiago Silva. But I, for pure nostalgia value, I've thrown Javier Mascarano in at centre half because I love him. I love him so much, and uh, we're not going to get to see him very much because, of course, unfortunately, he's gone to China to to to, to kill us. How will that, how will that work with your squad? Like, are you are you okay with that? Are you fine in terms of you know? Distance? Are you going to yeah? Are you going to have a little pe- listen? You should be playing closer to me. I want to make we're sure playing I see t- it every we're week. We're playing. Well, we're playing. Let's just say we're playing today. Okay. You know what I mean? If we're it's talking, fine. Yeah, exactly. Fine. You know, he's not really kicked on. He's not. They've not had a chance to ruin him yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, he is very much a weighing in power. But I think this is the only. For next season, are you seeing him as the future of your centre back? You can start a blood Godin in. Okay, like, shall, shall. <laughs> yeah. we'll, blood, we'll blood the youngster Godin in <laughs> yeah, next year. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, who's your left back? Uh, Jordi Alba. Decent, decent show. Um, Marcello. I think Jordi Alba is the second best left back in the world, and I think Marcello is the first best. Yeah. The, the, first the best. best. The first <laughs> best. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, DM. What formation do you go for? I've gone for uh, 4-3-3. Okay, cool. I suppose. So I'll give you my three midfielders. In fact, no, I'll give you my DM, Kante. Cool. There ain't nobody better. Yeah. I think that's... On his own? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Give me your midfield three and give me to discuss the balance of your midfield three. All right. Kante's the balance of the midfield, <laughs> if you will. And then I've gone all out attack with De Bruyne and Modric to try and get the ball back. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Modric just does that in, in between job nicely, doesn't he? And obviously, Bruyne's your attack. So, yeah, I, I, my two thoughts on this are I just wanted to basically shoe on. I could quite easily have shoe-owned in. Uh, Suarez and told him he was playing in midfield okay. and, and Alexis Sanchez but I opted not to so you've not played Suarez at all no wow yeah I'll come to that so I've got Fernandinho anchoring because I know that I can trust him to be left to do everything because that's what he does for Man City um, and I've got Dybala and then depending on how attacking I want to be it's either Arturo Vidal or Felipe Coutinho um that, that wasn't me with the cold, that was actually Paul. That was me <laughs> saying the name of, of, of PC's name. Um, yeah, so again, you've got you've got Flair, Galore, 
goals. I love that Dybala shout like I, I'm not sure I'd have put him in the side, and I think that might be your best pick. Mm. Um, he's a quality top draw, Front top draw player. Like. Three. Um, Ronaldo, Harry Kane, and Eden Hazard. Wow, because you were you were toying with a Lewandowski, Harry Kane, two up top situation. Yeah, and I, dro- I spoke to a couple of lads upstairs, and I t- you know I was going to go with just Kante and the Bruyne in the middle, and then. Basically, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, Kane, and Hazard, and say after that, lads. Mm. Um, I've tempered Lewandowski as my first sub um, at the moment. You know what? I feel like Harry Kane deserves to be in this side. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, I I just think he's absolutely brilliant and probably the the striker to to strike fear in the hearts of the international, the South American eleven. It's interesting because Ronaldo's been dreadful for Real Madrid this year but actually for Portugal he's been amazing in terms of work of qualifying he scored 15 goals he's Ronaldo yeah no, no. he's absolutely unbelievable it doesn't matter what form he's in mm. just to be honest I got the job because of him um, so my he tells me where he's playing in this instance he's told me right wing okay. <laughs> just to fit everyone else around him Okay, and I'm, I'm, I'm nothing more than the puppets so you would you would make Ronaldo play out of position over Eden Hazard yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. He used to play right wing, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He I, still comes off the right. I would. Right, I've gone Messi from the right, Neymar from the left, and controversially, Edinson Cavani up front because. The link up with Neymar? No, because, well, yeah, but also you've got the top goal scorer in South American World Cup qualification in Cavani and top assistant in Neymar. And as you say, they've got the, the domestic link. But I just think that thing of because of that, and also just it could have been Suarez, it could have been Bobby Firmino, it could have been Gabriel Jesus, it could have been Sergio Aguero, who is my favourite of of well, joint with Suarez, favourite of the lot. But yeah, just give us that similar reason for the the, the Kane Lewandowski thing. He's just a complete centre forward, isn't he? He's big, he's he's all that, and he still scores goals despite the fact that he's dead old as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so I suppose the second part of the question is whose team would win. I reckon I've damaged my team through my own personal choices, um, so I think your team would win. You got Messi mm. and, and Neymar. Neymar. <laughs> I, listen, you could play this game a hundred times, and it would be damn close. Yeah, yeah. Out of the two sides, so let's just say Chris wins. <laughs> um, so we'll move, we'll move well, on. Then. We win on penalties. Not at all. All of them. Okay. Tell me, not one of them is a good penalty taker. But Harry Kane's English. He's not putting him in. He's a one and two. <laughs> Let's hope it's the two. Um, As yeah, we've seen. Cool. Literally so, to come this week, um, we're going to go through news and brief in a moment. I'm going to talk a little bit about how the league table seems to be shaping up rather nicely for the Reds after recent results. Um, we've got a little clip from a fantastic podcast Chris did with Mel Reddy talking about some very, very interesting things. Then we're going to talk about this proposed winter break and how it could or could help or hinder Liverpool and maybe even a bit of England. And then we're going to be taking your questions later on as well, including the need for Roberto Firmino to get a little bit more love from the cop, which stick with it. You'll find out what I'm on about there. Um, news and brief then, Chris. Adam Lallana sent off within the 23s. What a tit. Listen, if you're going to get sent off, you may as well make it worthwhile. Yeah. If you, here's the thing. It was... That was shocking. Like, like, I, it wasn't like a push. I would, here's the thing. I would expect Adam Lallana to go full handbags at dawn mm. in those situations. If you told me Adam Lallana had lost his rag, I would expect him to either just get up in the face and then be dragged away. You know, hold me back, hold me back. Or um, to, to do a, 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 two-hand, a two-handed push. But he... he 
He's gone Red Ross. <laughs> He's gone Red Ross. And, and listen, only maybe people our age will get that reference. Yeah. Well, Netflix has got friends now, so all the millennials. But will he have time to get up to that episode yet? Mm. I mean, you know, it's, I think it's series two or three. In fact, no, because Emily's in it. Oh yeah, so right. series five maybe yeah, or late like, four. Yeah, it's, it's one of after okay, one of his. It's only been on. It's only been on Netflix for like a week and a half. I mean, saying that young kids don't have families and shit, so maybe they have. Uh, we digress. Yeah, we have. Adam Lallana went full Red Ross and just completely <laughs> and utterly lost it on the football field. And um, I, I I'm not sure how I feel about it because. One way I think that's ridiculous, you shouldn't be letting yourself get worked up mm. like that. You've given that young lad exactly what he wanted out of going at you all game yeah. and stuff. But then equally the frustrations of being uh, not being in the first team, coming back and then getting another little setback and stuff like that. I can understand why it's got to him. Um, I don't agree with it. I don't think anything will come of it. I don't think anything should come of it. But it did happen and it was kind of funny. It was, yeah. I, I think that... It, you look, shouldn't beat up kids kind of way. No, uh, just to clarify, yeah. Just to clarify, do not beat up. Don't beat up anyone. Don't beat up anyone. It's bad. It's just poor Old form. people, kids. I mean, poor, someone your own age, fan. Get in, a, get, in a, get in a YouTube boxing event. Yeah. Do it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, I mean, do it legally with referees if you, if you have to, if you're really desperate for the, you know, the, the views and the money. Um, speaking of which, Red Men spin-off. <laughs> Red Men boxing. Um... You'd win that. Um, although, if I could reach your face, <laughs> you couldn't need to. Body punches, mate. I'll be down. Um, yeah, I, I think moral high ground in this situation. I'd like to see Liverpool. I'd like to see some discipline for them. You know, just just as, as a message. I think you know. I, I think Liverpool have got to portray themselves in, 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 as well as you possibly can, and that's not great. Not great for a senior player to go down and be and be caught in that kind of situation. I think it helps that it's Adam Lallana. I think it helps that he's a, he is a, a nice guy and he's a he's a he's a he's a good professional. He's not he's not his character. He's not. He's almost he's almost altar boy like. Mm. Uh, you know that's what he's been the rest of his Liverpool career. Apart from the Bournemouth thing, actually yeah, thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. You mean <laughs> maybe, go, maybe, goes to maybe. goes to Lappies every yeah. every weekend? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you know maybe maybe that's how you keep. Yeah. Who knows? Modern day. Um, no, he needs to. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he. Um, there's got. To, I think there's got to be something more to it than that. You know, and it, it's one of those situations where. I've seen someone mention like if this was a John Flanagan like, to just to continue to bash John Flanagan, um, you'd be more than up in arms about it's it. Not maybe. John uh, it's not John Flanagan, um, and it's one of those situations where if someone I keep saying it, and I said this about the Flanagan stuff as well, if someone does something that's completely out of character, then it, it's you've got to be able to pull them to one side and say. Well, that's really out of character. Why are you behaving like that? Exactly. Um, so someone needs someone, and, and someone will have done. Someone will have gone to Adam Lallana, mate. What, what's going on there? And he's just like, listen, I, you know, I got up this morning, I stubbed my toe, I, uh, I, I, I had to put the baby's milk in for too long, and I burnt my arm on it, and then the baby cried for dead long. Do you know, I then... stubbed my toe two nights ago and drew blood on three of them. It was a hell of a stubbing. It <gasps> was a hell a of a stubbing. Stub. There needs to be a Kept new Kept me awake at that. night. That's a bludgeoning. Mate, ridiculous. Honestly, I, I've never, I've never stubbed like it. I, 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 I did a thing where I was, I, I was going up, I was going up, I got up early for bed and I got up and I put me, I had a drink in my hand and I was walking round, round the bed to my side of the bed to put it on and I kicked one of the wheels underneath the bed. You want to do that? And I, Not on your bed, it's massive, it ain't moving. No, I, like, you know, it's just metal, isn't it? And I, 
I managed to, and it's a, t- a testament to the fortitude of my character, that I managed to put my drink down <laughs> on like a, on, a, on a chest of drawers before and the baby's in a sleep, curling up on the bed and silently <laughs> screaming into the mattress. Um, oh but yeah, I mean, look, just to get me digress, but yeah, I, I hope... I, I, it suggests to me that there might be, it might have longer standings. He was getting booted all game, apparently all game long, but he gets booted all the time. He's that type of player, isn't he? Um, I could speculate maybe it's that he's not quite at the level that he wants to be at, so things were harder going for him. Um, so he, he wanted to be able to get more out of these lads, and he was just finding the burden of it a bit too difficult or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, not good, not I, good either yeah, no, way. On a uh, slightly. Separate and those, uh, if he's gonna u- utilize that kind of a move, he needs to work on it as well because it wasn't really good. No, I know uh, you need to do it. I, I've been in a, I've been in a similar situation like that before. You where I remember being in a, a in a fight with someone at a, a concert and I grabbed them by the the neck after they did something that they you know they, they instantly regretted. But once I'd hold them, I was like, "What's no, my end game here? Yeah. What is my end game?" I like, tend to, I'm the man who runs them into a wall. Yeah. Or yourself, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever the mood takes you. You can find a but way, like, like, yeah, like bushwhacker style. Um, uh, yeah, and because once you got someone in the head, look, it's just, what are you gonna do? Say sorry. Yeah, you're nugging. Oh, you hitting yourself? You hitting yourself? <laughs> now that's what he should have done. Yeah, that's what he should have done. Get it's not me, ref. Off. Look, he's hitting himself, referee. I'm just holding him up. That, he's that punching himself. He will deck himself and drop to the floor. Definitely makes me think of that. Would what your Neil would do? Yeah, without without a shadow of a doubt. Like or. Get them in the headlock and whip the, whip the pants down. That's what I knew would do. Um, Liverpool fans, Chris, are apparently behind the Deli Alley sex tape leak. It doesn't I, surprise me. I don't know if it's true, but I like to I, think listen, it is. it's brilliant if it is true. And so, and just, it's brilliant. He's just a little prick, isn't he? Let's be honest. A yeah. little diving prick. And we are fan base. fans are amazing. If I mean, we got that that fella who who, was, who had like the the anti Hillsborough t shirt or whatever. It was in the pub and it, 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 we found his name out and he was getting sent five hundred bottles of lilt and all that kind of stuff. And we track planes and we track taxis and Liverpool fans are <laughs> when they're incensed, they they get behind stuff. And it, so that's why this probably isn't true, but I. I'm inclined to instinctively believe it. it. Just go with it. Yeah. We, we've got previous when it comes to this type of stuff. And you know what? I'm just surprised he wasn't waving. It's a wasted opportunity. Why He's got... He's building the brand, isn't he? He's building brand alley. There's <laughs> no commitment to the brand, you know, to be... I think he's gotten distracted. And understandably so. He clearly had some distracting things going on. But would you... For me, you know, it's still doing a mad celebration. He was, but he probably got karate kick. <laughs> in the face. Yeah. Ten seconds later, yeah! the second video is it upon completion. He's blood so on happy. The floor. He's so scrubbing the blood. Yeah, yeah. Let's not. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it'd be funny if Liverpool were the ones who were behind that. But yeah, good stuff. Um, Liverpool has signed a player, Chris. Woo! Yeah, another one. Uh, we completed the signing of Anderson Arroyo from Fortaleza, um, but he goes straight on loan. This out kid is absolutely brilliant. You've got no idea, have you? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Um, we, I talked about this the other week. It was like World um, Index. Football Index, um, which is one of the, the Anfield Index's offshoots, uh, broke the story a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, good to, good to see. I mean, I, the odds of us seeing him play for Liverpool feel... I, I think the mutually exclusive events, Chris, because... Alan Rodriguez, D'Souza, I think we're out at a point where it's like, yeah, he's never going to play for Liverpool because mm-hmm. we've tried for three years to get him a wet permit and he doesn't seem any closer to it. 
and we remember it happening with Sebastian Leto back in the day. So we don't have a great track record of making these things work for us. Um, that being said, they are again they are mutually exclusive events. So you'd like to think that they've learned enough from this that they've give, they've put him on a path. Where's he from? Uh, Colombia. Okay, Colombia. I mean, it's pro- well, probably an easier route to the first team of Colombia than it is to Brazil. This was, yeah, this is the point. I think he's, he's under twenty international at the moment. You'd like to, that was. I've got no idea who Colombia or Colombia's fullback situations like in a wider sense. Even though, uh, as manager of the South American you should, team, you I should, should have though. a clearer picture. Um, but to be honest, I looked at their team. Saw James Rodriguez went, he's not better than what I've got, and I moved on from that. Um, which, which is massive country bias, I admit, but you know what? These are the, the pressures that come to Short bear. Short time frame, games today. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? We found out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. for the future. Yeah. Well, let the Harlem Globetrotters, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you still don't get developed. Um, now, he, um, you're right, he, I'd like to think that theoretically, he's playing for Mallorca, which, and they're likely to come up this season as well. So they end up in, in, in La Liga. Maybe there's an option to extend it for another year. He's then playing in a good league. He's getting decent experience, and he might then get some senior call-ups, and that hopefully is the poster. How Whereas, old is he as well? Oh, shit. I know the answer to that. Not off the top of my head. 18, I think I've got in my head. Um, I think that's right. Um, but if anyone's watching and, and and that's wrong and you're shouting at your phone slash stereo right now, I apologise wholeheartedly. Do let us know in the comments underneath. Um, but yeah, interesting to see again. I, I suspect it'll be it might be this time next year before we even remember he exists. Um, if you want more transfer news and discussion, you can do the Reds News Roundup show. will be out on theredmentv.com as a podcast, if you want it as a podcast. And if you want to see our wonderful smiling faces, it's me, Chris, and it's Steve Hall returning to the hot seat. So highly recommended some chat around. More chat around uh, Roma's Allison and Demir Bay. Demir Bay. Demir Bay. Demir Bay. Demir Bay from Hoffenheim. What do you want to buy? I want to buy a Debbie. <laughs> Red News Roundup on the RedmanTV.com. Topic number one then, Christopher Pajak. Um, there was a brief moment, uh, now it now seems an eternity ago, doesn't it, when we were all panicking about Liverpool's future. And, we, uh, you know, we're not going to, let's not get back into that again. But as of here and now, we Liverpool um, a third in the Premier League table. Draw against Spurs keeps us keeps them at bay, two points away. Still keeps Arsenal six points, I think, behind us. Um, and Chelsea are just imploding. And all of a sudden, you know, it would be nice to see Man United drop a few points, but it's it it feels to me at this point like the league is starting to settle a little bit. Yeah, We're starting to get a clearer picture. One of the reasons I feel the same as that is that the goal difference has gone into the right order almost. Mm-hmm. I think Tottenham should be ahead of Chelsea on the goal difference. Yeah. I think I'm right like in saying goals difference between the two of them. So and it feels like that the it feels like Chelsea are on a downward trajectory mm-hmm. or where or where surpassing whatever you, whichever yeah. way you want to talk about it. So it feels like right now it's going to be City, United, Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea, yep. and I think obviously Chelsea and Spurs are the other way around. Um, I'm not. Comfortable at the moment no. because I just don't know what's happening with Chelsea, and they can they can go from brilliant to fucking shite very yeah. very quickly. And yeah. I think we've just got to take advantage while they're in poor form because yeah. I think Conte will turn that around. Tottenham and us are looking very very strong, and it's going to be one will just finish above the other, or the other will just finish. They'll just finish above us. I think Manchester United's looking like they're not. It's it's going to be a tough ask to to get 
that game. Uh, if we'd have been three points behind, you know, if we'd have won against Tottenham, yeah. it would have massively changed my opinions yeah. on it. I, I, I think, yeah, five it, points is quite a bit. Five points is, I mean, considering we're, we're talking about Arsenal, it was six points behind us as being done. Done, and you know they are five points behind Spurs, who were in fourth. You know, if we're thinking we can catch. United, then they will think, surely think they can. But then again, that's on them to think that. But Arsenal have got the influx of players, and, yeah. and that, that provides them something. Liverpool haven't had that boost mm. to the squad other than good results. You know what I mean? So Which ultimately? Which will, will help just yeah. as much as well. But Arsenal have had the good results because they were eight behind us a couple of weeks ago, and they're starting to catch us, and they've had the two players, and the fact that you know Ramsey gets a hat trick, Mikatarian gets a hat trick of assists, or yeah. Bamiang, you know what I mean? So they, they everything seems to be going perfect for them for, for, to fuck it up, yeah. quite honestly, because that's what Arsenal do. Yeah. Um, when everybody thinks that they're about to, about to break out, they fail. Um, it's very, very close, man. It, it looks right now like Chelsea could be the ones that miss out on top four with well, Arsenal. Chelsea have only won two of their last ten games, and only one of them, I've actually got in front of me here, only one of them is in the Premier League. That was Brighton away in that time. They've drawn to Arsenal, drew to Norwich in the FA Cup, drew with Arsenal again, drew with Leicester, drew with Norwich again. Obviously, this is all in normal, in normal time for these things. Beat Brighton, lost to Arsenal uh, in the away in the, the League Cup. Beat Newcastle in the FA Cup because Newcastle are shit. Um, apart from when they play us, um, how many of those lost games lost for? To Watford. So you, you, there's a let's see, they played Arsenal, Leicester, Brighton, Bournemouth, Watford, and West. Uh, sorry, West Brom's the next one to come. Yes, yeah, so four, five, five, five Premier League games, and they, they've the only one they've only won one in that time. Mad, isn't it? Well, the thing about it, did you see any of the uh, Conte's post-match stuff from, no, from Monday night? He, his head's gone. It's funny, Ped was talking about it on, on Social Club this week, prior to that game, saying how he, he just looks like he wants to get sacked, but he just looks so surly, and they did all this talk about, you know, he just normally, like, he's a bundle of energy on the touchline, he's just stood there, scowling with his arms crossed, and then he, he keeps going back to this whole, he basically said post-match, this is what I said was going to happen. I said that, like, and he's been talking about getting backed. And he basically said, "Look, like, this, this is what I this is what I predicted. That's just no, hello. Um, that's just no platform for success in that regard. Because if he's already, he's making his excuses. He's saying, I can't, I can't do I've better.' I've told than this. you. I've told you. That's what. That's all he's saying. Yeah. Like, fans do this all the time, mm. and it's acceptable for fans to do it. Mm. But you've got the reins, yeah. you're employed to, to manage that club, whatever. You yeah. know the rules and regulations. If you don't have the players, you've got the players to coach up. Yeah. You've got, you can still affect this thing. And yeah. It does feel like it's the beginning of the end for him, certainly. Mm, yeah, I mean, and that's that's what it's like at that club. I don't know how you repair those issues. It, it well, they repair it by getting someone else ex exactly. in and buying some it, more players. That's exactly, all they've ever done. Exactly, like. that's the thing. I don't think it's possible. I'm not sure it's possible to repair it from within because... As you say, we never know the full set of circumstances around it. You know, we've seen uh, MNLO left earlier. It was early on the season, or just before the season. He was obviously in charge of the the, the recruitment there, and now Conte's complaining about the the, the, the recruitment. You're on hiding to nothing. You know, you're going to tell start basically pointing fingers at the top of Chelsea. You're lucky you don't end up dead, let alone mm. sacked. You know what I mean? So um, good. I mean, <laughs> let's. Let, I mean, I don't want him dead. I am, um, but I do want them annoyed. And, and and collapsing and that would be lovely for us because um, I agree I think Spurs, I think Spurs deserve to finish in the top four I think they I think they I like the way they play I think they 
I like the manager better. I just like I just I just let them want it. And anything anytime Chelsea slip out, I think is is absolutely yeah. It, listen, just to put put everything into perspective, I think we finished was it fourteen odd points behind Spurs last season, something like that. You know what I mean? If we can just closing that gap would have been good mm. at the start of this season. If we can finish ahead of them, that's a massive season for us because they finished second in the league twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And City are changing everything at the moment because of the way that they are and the way that they're building and stuff. And you might just have to sit on your hands for a couple of years, unfortunately. Everybody mm. might just have to sit on their hands and go, I've got to kind of wait this one out, boys, because these are a little bit far ahead of us. Um, get yourself best positioned after that. Well, it's interesting, though, because even the, the City stuff, you can see that the, 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 I think we helped, but we've shown that they're not invulnerable. Now, unfortunately, they just built themselves up such a head of steam that it would take an absolute collapse of Newcastle biblical proportions for them to be in trouble now. But you know, the Burnley results, they only fielded six substitutes in that game. And, I, I, I mean, that's a point Pep Guardiola's it's a stupid way to make a point. You know what I mean? Like, there must be a kid out there that you can you can throw in there, and he's doing this like thing of, I haven't got the I haven't got enough players and stuff like that. But you look at the quality; the, the quality was not there on the substitutes bench for them for what they what they had. So it, it gives it gives hope. You've just got to be. If it's to be us next season, we just need to be just a bit more a bit more on it in that regard. And we talked about this a lot, but those those. Take some people writing articles about it this week, like not throwing away as many leads, but also turning a few of those draws into into positive results. I don't think we're we're not. I don't think we're miles away. Mm. Um, and again, I think football's wonderful. The wonderful thing about football is it's peppered with examples of teams that are supposed to be absolutely unstoppable, and then things bizarrely fall. Like again, look at Chelsea. There's no reason why Chelsea should be struggling. <laughs> They won the Premier League last season. Yeah. The last time they won the Premier League, they finished fucking tenth yeah. the season afterwards. So yeah, very, 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 very encouraging. And um, I think the I think the, the champions, the round of sixteen, I think we're gonna have a, a, a an almost perfect picture of how the top four race is gonna pan out once we get through that round. I don't mean other people get through per se, but I mean once that round's done, there's some both tough legs. games. Yeah, you know. I think you're right and. I think I'm right in saying the FA Cup starts up in between those two games and that will help shape it for us, Yeah, hopefully. Absolutely. Because I think we've got the weekend off after Porto. Is that when the FA Cup games are? Actually, don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. true. Is that right? Yeah. So that could help. That could turn into our favour as well, you know what I mean? These guys are making sure that they'll be playing two games a week and we'll have that little weekend to recover after the first leg of Porto. Yeah. Could really change things. And again, we see this thing, as we saw, saw with Man United last season, as we saw with Liverpool two seasons ago, that there will, there will be... There's a fork in the road almost, yeah, and you you've know, got to you've got to pick one. Yeah, exactly. You know the the, the clubs might go. They might look at their injury. You know, Man City are, are in a fortunate position with the league. As I said, the league's done and dusted, so they could probably take the foot off the gas in the league a little bit. Um, but hey, that could be that could be very interesting if they if they're forced to do that um, because of the injury situation. But yeah, you know, like Man United, we know there's evidence that Mourinho will preference things if if, if things come to it. Will he? Be it already looks take- like Chelsea will. Mm. Exactly, you know, and again, we're not even talking about Arsenal. You know, the Europa League, you'd expect them to piss their way through another couple of rounds, but it's still the net. They've still got an extra round of also fixtures to Arsenal. play, and also it's and also it's Arsenal. Uh, so yeah, interesting stuff, nevertheless. The, the Pep Guardiola stuff, obviously, I wasn't here when you were doing social clubs, so it's quite, it's quite interesting to me. Is this him wearing a Mares shirt? Is that all it was? I I I think there's there's, there's a bit of that to it absolutely but you know because they, they've had a few injuries obviously Gabriel Jesus is out we know Sane's out for a few weeks uh, as well they've got a they, they, yeah, 
it's 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 crazy, absolutely crazy when you look at them. But it's proof that even the super club of Man City would who are backed by a fucking country and they spend all this money. Great, well well done, good on you. Is but you get a few, you get you, you pick up three injuries, and you're a massively different outfit. Is there something to be said for him going? Well, I'm not going to use the young lad, so we may as well play football for the under twenty threes. Has anyone thought of it from that way? Yeah, but because it's we've had we've we've had the, I know it's disrespectful and yeah. stuff, but you're respecting the player's career more than disrespecting a fucking competition or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, so, again, we don't know whether there was another twenty three. We, we've games had times when Grujic like, is fucking, for example, sat on the bench, and you know yeah. he is not getting on that pitch. The thing is, though, again, without knowing whether there was another thing yeah, that they got, yeah. they got used for, like. Um, there's more. There's clearly more benefits. Put a second goalie on. Whatever. Yeah. Fill, you know, fill it up somehow. You're probably taking three goalkeepers anyway. No, but you just think about it, like, and because I've all, done that in footy, in footy manager. Yeah. Fuck it. You know. I mean, but maybe he's saying I do, I do no goalies. Fuck that. Like. It, it, do you? Yeah. 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 Who needs who needs some goalies? Um, me for when all my players are injured yeah. and I've decimated me unders. Yeah. My reserve team. I've literally just grayed out people. But we, but we see it though. That and maybe this is just the nature of our Man City is set up. That, and it wouldn't enter his head that the value to giving a giving a kid that look, even if he's some, even if he's three years away from being near it, if it's four nil, we're not even putting him on. Just the experience of being there and getting the getting the feel for the first team. You know, Liverpool always take one or two extra, don't they, on every match day, just so that the it's not they're not being dropped in out of the the cold when they're thrown into a match. This situation should it be required. You know, it's not like you didn't have young lads on that bench as well. It, yeah, it's it's it's, oh, it's in no, playing it's games, crazy. which is. It's but right. then I'm glad that we're 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 not we don't have to play games. Our managers not having to play games. There's a there's a degree of harmony that's going on around everything. So yeah, good. Um, before we crack on, I'm talk a little bit about the winter break stuff that's being uh, reportedly being proposed and being discussed ahead of the new round of uh, TV rights. Uh, Chris sat down with Melissa Reddy last week to discuss all things Liverpool football club. Some very interesting stuff. Have a listen to this, and then if you love it, listen to more. Here we Liverpool signing in the summer. I know quite a few of the names they've looked at or that are under consideration, but not really fair to say. Well, goalkeepers, we know that they've looked at Alisson for a long time. Stylistically makes a lot of sense. Um, Oblak as well, but there'll be um, a lot of competition for his services. I think we might see a lot of movement of goalkeepers in the summer because, you know, Courtois, um, hasn't particularly committed yet. Real Madrid are, are looking for a goalkeeper. Uh, PSG might m- might do something. So uh, I, I think, you know, whereas the summer centre-back was all the rage, goalkeeper might be the position that, that people are looking at in the summer. Um, midfielders, they've looked at... So, it, first of all, it was a really, really interesting discussion. We spoke about the transfer window gone. We spoke about the upcoming transfer window as well. Um, she's got a, she, she knows what's going on around Liverpool Football Club, so I found that really interesting. Really uplifting as well, because I was in a bad place. Yeah. And I've spoken to so many positive people about the footy over the, over the last week and a half, but it was her that was the one who probably dragged me out of it more yeah. than anything. So if you've been a bit negative on it, then that's the perfect podcast because she like really allayed some of the fears that I've had. Um, also, we've got Sachin Nikrani coming up this week, um, who you will have heard from. Uh, this is oh, 
and for the next Smith. Oh, apologies. Uh, and listen, you can get every podcast now in your Android player or in iTunes and stuff. It's all part of your five pounds a month. Um, using your Redmen TV logins, you get twenty exclusive. Uh, Redmen TV shows into that podcast app every single month. So if you want more Redmen TV podcasts, theredmentv.com is the way to do that. Beautiful stuff. And yeah, it's worth pointing out, we know we have, we have a laugh on this podcast. This is the light-hearted stuff, but yeah, if you if you really need a deep dive into stuff that's going on with Liverpool, whether it's tactics, uh, formation, stats, and of course, you know, the, the inside track on what's going in from the journalistic point of view and beyond, then yeah, we've got you covered on theredmentv.com. So, Chris, it was brother Dan Rowan picked this up uh, for BBC Sport. Uh, I think it was this morning or last night um, that it's been discussions have taken place. Mm. Um, the next round of TV bids or whatever. I think I think it's maybe 2019 or 2020 that it comes up. Um, there's talk of introducing a January uh, winter break. Um, I, initially, I mean, I, when I hear winter break, I can't help it. But the, the football traditionalist in me thinks, oh no, I'm not I'm, I'm not down for that because as much as from a working perspective, it's a bit of a ball ache. I, I love festive football. You know, I, I like the Boxing Day thing. I like being able to sit down with all the fellas in our family and watch the and watch the match and what have you. This isn't that. This is talk of it being. We still would get the festive period. You have to, but we get to keep that. yeah, absolutely. Um, but we'd get a, a break in January. We've seen a number of managers. Uh, you know, Raf has talked about it in the past. Jurgen Klopp's gone on about it. Um, there will be a natural, I think, um, aversion towards it from. Again, from the football purists and what have you, because it is very, it's a very continental thing. To it's Walpole, is what it is. It's yeah. very Walpole. Well, it's very, it's very, it's very Remain, isn't it? Yeah. Um, listen, there's a couple. It's it's quite nuanced this discussion. One of the things for me is you've kind of got to change some of the competition rules to enforce a winter break. I think mm-hmm. you know the replays and stuff like that um, in the FA Cup, because ultimately you're still talking about the same amount of games. Yeah. And you're talking about the same amount of games in a shorter periods of time. Two shorter periods of time rather than one long extended period. Mm-hmm. That needs to have a little bit of thought go into it. You know, it's the three cup competitions. You're going to have European football. Does that winter break mean that when you're playing Champions League quarters and semis, you're getting hit for other fixtures later on in the season? When do these extra games come in? You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm sure they'll have spoken about all this stuff. If I can think of some of these things, yeah. then these guys will have, but I just don't trust that they'll get this right. So that's why I'm saying my two pence worth. So I have no problems with having a winter break, but mm-hmm. I'd really like to see what they're going to do to ease the burden on the players because putting them through a, a much harder second period of the season yeah. to then get England a little bit of success in the summer doesn't seem like that would work. It, it, it's funny. Much like the, the VAR discussion the other week, I think there's, you're right, there's a cultural change, not just in, in having one, it's the culture all around football. There's so many things that would need to be changed. And I wonder whether... The, the League Cup, as an example, there's not... Many, I don't. To my mind, anyway, I don't think a lot of the top leagues have another cup competition. Um, obviously, we know like Scotland have got an equivalent and what have you. But theirs, their league cup's done in like November, I think it's uh, or it's certainly done earlier than ours. Um, now I don't know whether the the people behind the league cup will be cool with it being jettisoned and you know the idea of getting just getting rid of another getting rid of another piece of silver. Where would they get their free energy drinks from next yeah, year? True, it's true. But we have seen this in European competition. You know, the what what was once the the cup winners cup and the UEFA cup became the became 
became the Europa League. So we short, we, we did, you know, they, they, they compacted it down. Kept the same amount of games. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's <laughs> that, but Give or take. But I mean, they are, they are, what I mean, it's more from that avenue of having a piece yeah, of silverware yeah. to, to lose. I think people would, wouldn't be keen on that idea, but no one likes the League Cup. Even you win it. It's great. Look, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I've said this time and time again. I wouldn't mind another League Cup win just for the, for the shits and giggles and just say we've, we've got that pot in the cupboard and what have you, but really. You know the League Cup shite, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be the end of the world. In, in ten years' time, I don't think anyone would miss the League Cup. But the if, if you if you could give more value to the if if it would give more value to the FA Cup because yeah. you'd have to take the FA Cup seriously all of a sudden if you wanted to win a, a wanted to win a piece of domestic silverware certainly. Um, but you're right; there would be a lot of work around it. Without us trying to figure out how logistically it would work um, from a Liverpool perspective. And in a wider sense, not something we always talk about, but from an England perspective, do you think it would give an advantage? I, I don't think so, to be honest. I think, I think it's the type of football that's played over here, and just the the, the competitiveness of the league. Maybe not the quality, but the competitiveness of the league, which which hinders um, us. And you know, listen, I think there's a massive mentality change needed as well if you go into European competition. Um, England are good enough to win a World Cup because they've got good players, mm-hmm. but I don't think they ever believe it. And I think that's a massive thing for English players. Um, yeah, I don't think. I think. I think people are looking for an excuse. Mm-hmm. Why? Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Don't win. And I think they found one and then they'll quickly realise in 10 years' time that wasn't the fucking reason all along. Yeah, it was telling, actually, did you see this stuff on BT Sport last week and it was real fair, Nan, Gerrard and Lampard talking about their, their playing for England. I did not. Um, amazing. Like, some of the stuff they're doing with that stuff, but Sky on Monday Night Footy and BT on, on, I think, I don't know if it's the late Saturday game. Um, they basically all admitted that they just didn't give their all for England in that period because they couldn't, they didn't share a bond 
with those with the other lads because the club form was so important to them. They couldn't open up and share with these lads because they didn't want to give anything away. What was happening in the in in the club? So Gerard, like Lampard and um, Ferdinand, like Ferdinand was saying, we were best mates at West Ham, absolute best mates. But when when they got the transfers, and particularly Ferdinand said when he went to Man United. He stopped talking to Lampard because he, he he didn't want to run the risk of Lampard even gaining a, a, a glimmer of insight into what was happening at United. So I mean that's a th- I think that remains a problem with the, the England team as much as anything else is that club football's become so important that you probably don't you don't care you know ultimately you know your your, your focus is on the on on what you, you on your bread and butter the stuff in the the week in week out. Whereas it was a great point they made they saying I think Gerard said Phil Coutinho. As an example, loved going on international duty. It was the best part of his year because they all they all were separate. They didn't have, they didn't cross over into each other's lives. So it was a big great get together for them. Whereas England, it was all like the Liverpool lads the kept to each other. As well, as yeah, problems, you know exactly. So that you think I think there's there's defo deeper rooted problems with the national side as opposed to that. I I think that. England players going abroad would have a more positive yeah, effect, I think, absolutely. than a winter break. I think, and I think that li- that's linked into it to some to some extent as well. I think, I, I I think on its base level, I think it would help in so much as if all the top leagues in Europe are, have something similar, and everyone's getting that two week time just to just to let a few wounds <coughs> heal, just yeah. to take just to take it off and just to to recuperate. Um, then it would it would have an impact because again, it's. The, even if you're still playing the same amount of games, that just taking that break, I say taking that healing break almost in the middle means that you're more physically capable of handling what comes in the in, in the back end of the season as much as anything else. Like you know, if your car's fucked and you haven't got time to take it to the garage, then it's gonna it's gonna continue to get to get to get worse up until a point. I think it could you help. Could, you could get rid of those. You know, when you the turn of the year and you get into some good form, mm-hmm. you could take the, the wind out of your sails quite easily with a winter break, couldn't it? Because there are teams that are notoriously slow starters. Mm-hmm. You know, think of Arsenal the last few years. They've always had to work to get into the top four. And, you know, by and large, they have managed to do that. Like, And they've always been excellent in that second half of the year. But, the, you know, they've almost lost the league in the first two months. Yeah. I wonder if you, you'd see teams have those problems coming out of the well, winter break. It was tough, wasn't it, that we lost, we, we lost a little bit of fluidity going and doing a little warm weather break or whatever. But obviously the manager swears by it in terms of the team harmony. and he, Building he, he, the fitness up well, as well. Look what he did in terms of in Dortmund in his last season when it was going completely tits up. And then you get a chance to go away, reassess, cool everyone down, again, rebond, and then go at it, go at it fresh. It's 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 like splitting the season into it was properly splitting the season into two as opposed to just being like, oh, we're in the second half of the season. Oh, how how do we know? Because we played Swansea a couple of weeks ago. Again, all right, cool, right, sound, keep going, keep going, then lads, keep going. Um, yeah, it's uh, if it meant to be to be fair, if it meant as well that you'd add more football in warmer. Part of the year, I don't think that's a bad a bad thing from a from a fan experience as well, and maybe from a, and maybe you might even find that you get a, the Premier League becomes a little bit more enticing as well because you're not having to fucking play as much footy in the icy depths of January, uh, and the fact that we've been shit in January for a, a few years would be a big a big help. Um, it's a very it is a very a very very interesting one. Are you um, for or against it generally? I. My gut is that I think it's I think it's a good thing. I, I, I think you, you can see 
again, it's it's happening around around footy, and I, I think England gets held back too often because of this notion of we've always done it this way; it should always be done this way, um, and we do. And I, and I think to take a bit of the size of action and go, listen, if there's if there's proof, and there will be proven medical evidence that probably backs it up or you know or doesn't back it up and if there's medical evidence to back it up and say it leads to less injuries it leads to you know just players being more vital come the end of the the end of the season even if it's a percent a fraction you know even if it's just a few percent why would you not and if you'd asked about your international team why would you not give it the best possible chance you can give it basically um, what about yourself yeah i think I'm very, I'm, I'm very much on the fence on it because I'm quite happy with the way that it is now. I don't really care if England do or don't do well until I, until the tournament actually starts, and then I do. Um, but for someone who gets dead upset when we go out, that's what I mean. I don't. I, right now, yeah. we're six months away. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I, I don't give a <laughs> let's, shit. Let's do this again in June. Like, but yeah. in June, I'll be like, oh, fucking winter breaks. <laughs> that's the fucking problem. We need a winter break. Yeah, no. Um, I, I don't. I don't think it's the reason that England is shit yeah. at tournaments. But I think when you've got managers like Jürgen Klopp, when you've got managers like Pep Guardiola, who are very much at the cutting edge of fitness, mm-hmm. saying that it's an important thing, I think you should listen to them. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's an interesting point. Um, but yeah, obviously more more as and when we know stuff about that. Some question time then. Th- um, Firmino's a fucking Firmino's ninja. Firmino's a fucking ninja. That Bobby needs Bobby a song. Needs a song. Um, interestingly enough, that somebody be, needs their Bobies. Yeah, uh, he says I literally just signed up. For for Twitter to say this, so that makes sense. Firmino deserves a proper song by now. He's our number nine, he scores boss goals, and he's just amazing all-round. Might be our best all-round footballer too. I mean, we can do better than the standard Bobby Firmino chance. He's taken I... advantage of all 280 characters there, hasn't he? Probably didn't know. It used to be only 140. Know, what would no he have idea. done? He's got no idea. Give Bobby a better chance. Ta. Hashtag Bobby. Bobby needs a song. Um... I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this, mate. And now he has left Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he should absolutely. I just don't think it's that easy. You know what I mean? I think people seem to think that songs are started anywhere other than the away coach or the, or the, or the, uh, uh, you know, the cop or yeah. an away end. It's just not the way it works, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah, um, going, we need a new champ for somebody. It doesn't work. But do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, for example, being like, you can, songs come out of moments sometimes, don't they? When like, we beat the shite on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new song, relatively, yeah. you know, last year or so, because we beat the shite on a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and they hardly touched the ball. Yeah. I mean, they have to, they have to, they have to be backed up with something. Yeah. He needs to do something. I, it's just, I can't believe I'm saying this about Bobby Fino. He needs to do something a bit different. You know, but he does different stuff all the time, yeah. so I don't think it's ever going to happen. What, he'll do, what, it, what it's one of those moments, and it's like that light bulb <laughs> moment. There's a great. Um, Oh, it's the film Walk Hard, and it's like a parody of um, of Waterline and uh, and, uh, and Ray and what have you. And is that like where his wife he says something? He goes, "I'm I'm guilty. Guilty is charged." And he starts thinking. She goes, "No, no, no! Don't you be thinking up a song on the line there." And then it, it, it makes there's probably a moment when we're we we'll we'll be in back in Munich for the semi-finals of the Champions League, and Bobby Firmino will stick it through Hummels' legs, and it'll just someone will go. Oh, it's it's he's done, and someone will say something out loud, and and, and the fellow next will go, 
wait a minute, what did you just say? And he'll go, oh, hum, and, and it'll be, and then it'll, it'll just, it'll, it'll, it'll click and it'll, it'll flow. He in. absolutely does that. But you know what? I thought Sturridge deserved one as well, and he never got a new one. Yeah. Um, it's I, for me. I'd like to think for for me. You know, it's got enough. It's got enough syllables. It must scan into things reasonably well. I think we're fucked because people want it to be Firmino. Uh, maybe yeah. that's but that, look. Try, we need to try harder. We need to be better. Um, if he read the Beano, we could get something out of that. I'm sure. Bobby Firmino. He, he reads, reads the Beano. Oh, terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's work. We can work harder too. Um, yeah, I, I would encourage people to send the songs in, but it won't make any difference. Um, what you need to do is set up a dead cool underground fashionable gig in in Liverpool. Uh, and get someone on acoustic guitar to singing in front of a load of our reds. And that seems that's the only tried and tested way of late to get because that's where the Jurgen Klopp song come from. That's where the Mo Salah songs come from. Basically, just go to bo- one of the boss nights and get up on stage and have and have a, and have a blast. Do not, do not make a caricature of yourself. Yeah. Um, record it and put it out on Twitter, and then try and try and get it via Shocherem. With the greatest respect to the lad who did that, because he's obviously a, a top red like. But yeah, that but it's it don't that's not gonna work. Um, Mike Holt, Mike underscore LFC ninety six. Uh, we need to do this. Might this might actually be worth doing a bigger thing on, but we'll just do it briefly here. Now, what are your thoughts on the ticket investigators LFC have hired to help cut out touting? Now, I've not fully fully looked too much into it, but I think it's the the notion that they're trying to cut down on people getting tickets from other than official sources. My gut thing on this, Chris, is that it sounds like a very noble thing to protect people from getting absolutely rinsed and ripped off for tickets. However, um, and I'm not, I don't, I don't like the non-face value culture of, of football tickets. Um, but in some instances, they're a bit of a necessary evil. And let's be honest, when you partner with Thomas Cook, who charged fucking masses over the uh, over the over the recommended amount for experiences and all that, it feels a little bit like it's not coming from the most noble of backgrounds. Yeah, that's the issue. That's that is ultimately the issue. I think. Um, I remember seeing the job spec get put on Twitter a few weeks ago, and then I think it started didn't it, against Tottenham, where a few people were getting checked on the way into the ground and stuff, and. Um, it's a very it's a, it's a very difficult subject really because it's not the lad who's walking in through the doors fault. Yeah. That, 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 you know what I mean. Yet he's going to be the person who's punished. Yeah. Um, quite often, I don't think the title have any problems getting into the game. I don't think that title have anything done to him. Mm-hmm. You are literally just stopping a lad who's paid money to go into the game, getting into the game, and I think yeah. that's hard. Yeah. And. Liverpool and Manchester United have done a lot of stuff around this as well this season, haven't they? Liverpool, I can understand Liverpool have to protect their assets, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They have to protect the brand and they have to protect the way that they're perceived around the world and, and you know, they should want every fan... It, it, listen, it's their fault tickets are really expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they should want them to be paying face value and I understand that, but the initiatives that they've set up aren't great, mm. you know what I mean? Like, the buy it back and we'll sell it for you and it's just a little convoluted you should be able to just pass your ticket on to your mate and say yeah mate go in for me and that's the thing <laughs> the, the problem is there's loads of like cultural things I think that that have, that have been a, a part and parcel of, of going the match for ages is that you don't want good people honest people who are being who are being doing things right because there's a community of face value 
ticket yeah. you know re- resellers and what have you people who are dedicated towards making sure people get in the ground for what it's with no one's getting ripped off people are just paying you know no one's losing money no one's getting you know, people are getting in the game who want to be in the game um, and look there's been situations where we've had to we've been so desperate to get engaged we've paid over the, well over the odds um, to get stuff it's a, it's a matter of determination now again that does that then start to preface people who've got a bit more money yet it, it does it's a very difficult situation I think to, to manage and the problem is is that it's probably it's I, my concern is that it won't be handled with as much nuance as it possibly requires and then we're on we're on a path to as you say someone who's just a, a lovely person whose it's dream it is to go to Anfield they pay face value for a ticket off someone and they get stopped and they get told they can't go in Anfield because because why? Because they couldn't get a ticket to get in to get in the game. They, they didn't sign up for membership in time. They didn't build up enough points. We're going to stop people from from going the yeah, game. Some lads just tough. just some lads travel three thousand miles and spent how many thousand pounds and on the, to pick a on, on the flip side of it, it's a, a long a young local lad yeah. who's not who can't get on the season ticket waiting list because it's been shut for whatever, and he gets you know a friend of a friend manages to get him a ticket and and he gets stopped. Absolutely, it, like, so. it, you know how many times. When we started having a season ticket, I would be working in the restaurants and stuff. So I started sharing it with my dad. You know what I mean? And my dad was paying for the ticket for us, and I get it when I was off and stuff. And you can't, you can't even do that no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, how many times you used to go on when your uncle Mark maybe or someone Mm -hmm. wasn't there, and you get to sit next to your dad or something like that? You can't do that. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I mean, again, we, we. I'm not. We're not suggesting that Liverpool haven't thought of any of the things that we've mentioned here. By the way, you know, there's, 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 there's I think we've seen a lot of much better stuff done with Tony Barrett and the and the uh, the interaction they're getting with various fan groups and whatever. So it's probably not necessarily. It's not as they're not going to blunder into this as much as they have done in, in years gone by. It's just worth mentioning. There's a, a few obvious issues there, and my fears that and hopefully they can be allayed by being handled handled again reasonably well. Um, Ethan Golding, the underscore idiot underscore kid. Hi guys, Ethan here, long time listener, first time tweeter. This is this is his voice, by the way. Because um, his name's Ethan. Sure. I'm so sorry, Ethan. <laughs> uh, if you if you could take the essential body part of a celebrity, singers' voice, musicians' hands, footballers' feet, etc., and obtain their talent, Philip J. Fry, crossback robot, devil style. I don't get that reference, but that's fine. Whose would you take, and why? I struggled massively with this question. I didn't. I struggled absolutely massively because there's just so many things that I'd really like to be right, dead for that, like, sense. you know what I mean? And, and then I thought to myself, do I want something that I can change the world and I can do... I was like, nah, I want something cool, though, and I like, yeah. you know what I mean? And and then I started thinking about... I, I, you know, when you're down the rabbit hole on Facebook mm. and you end up somewhere that you've never been before and you instantly regret it because you're in the middle of a sl- fucking slideshow. Anyway, <laughs> and I was reminded of this Russian girl called Natalia Demkina, who is also known as X-Ray Girl, because people believe that she's got actual X-Ray powers. Right. And and, and I, I remember. Well, she looks at you for too long, you get cancer. No, 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 in a different type. Um, so they tested it out because people from her 
fucking town or village we kept going to her and saying, what's wrong with my body? And she'd tell them what was wrong with the body and they get fixed and all this type of stuff. And there's a bit of fucking who do and, and blah, blah, blah. Like, So they decided to test this theory out and they got six people and they gave her the things and said, go on, tell us what's what. So one had like a metal plate in their head and one had like cervical cancer and one had this. And she got four of the six, right? In fairness, although she did get the cervical cancer mixed up with the metal plate in her head. So, I mean, if you've got x-ray vision, that's a big, I think that's a big mistake personally. Mm, yeah, yeah, so yeah. then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe not here. Um, and then I was like, well, what, el- what else? Like, oh, what, el- what else? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking to myself, like, well, I've got a wand of a left foot, so if I get somebody met Ronaldo's right boot, we could have a player there. And I was like, no, nah, nah, football, I'm, I'm, I'm too fat, whether I have his good feet or not, there's fucking nothing else I can do there. Um, so I was like, well, you could be a chef, couldn't you? You know what I mean? Like, And then I was like, what makes a chef good? Well, it's the taste buds. And I was like, you know what? I'd love to be in a, like, the world's top chef but I do feel it'd be a blessing and a, and, a, and, a, and a curse at the same time because I enjoy a Mackey's and maybe I'd eat some Mackey's you know yeah. what I mean you're going from like three star fucking chef them to eating the shit I eat and also at midnight be, on the chef thing I guess it look like Anthony Bourdain must have no taste buds because yeah. he smokes that much yeah. like so yeah it's probably not essential to be in a top chef so what you know, like, so you've, you've already got the asbestos skin of a chef and then I was like you know what I could just be like a fucking Tony Hawk style skater so, as and then talking, I was like, go ahead, you yeah. could fucking, just a wicked trick, just one wicked trick, it'd be amazing. And I was like, but then I'd really like to be a good songwriter, so I went with Dylan, McCartney, Lennon, someone like that. What, so what makes them a good songwriter? What body, I, part, what body part makes them a good uh, I'm assuming brain. the brain. Right, okay. I don't know. And Do you what I mean? The These are the struggles that I have. Maybe yeah. I should just be able to make a fucking decision. And whoever can make a decision... Maybe I've got John Moss's decision-making where I can just fucking say penalty when it's not a fucking penalty. And I'll be sound. Absolutely. Um, wow. Okay, great. Um, as you were talking, I saw a video, I think it was Lee Fulchip, I had on Facebook today, it was Rodney Mullins, uh, Tony Hawk's intro video. So I was watching that and I was like... Rodney Mullins is the one now, apparently, isn't he? I, um, I, my lad's just got his first skateboard and I've never been able to skateboard because I'm too tall and, and a lot of it's just in having a low centre of gravity, which I don't possess. Um, so I've always would, wouldn't have minded that. But no, mine was and always will be it was, take your pick, because I I was going to say Chris Brown's legs as inability to dance, um, but also I'm not sure I want the association with Chris Brown because he's an absolute fucking blade, isn't he? Um, So like Timberlake could do. Now you could have Timberlake voice, but someone like that, or Russia, someone who's got that ability to move their legs in that way, that's a transferable skill I mean I'm thinking football that could be really handy you know absolutely yeah no no that you see some of the people who are just amazing at dancing and they can just move their legs in ways like that yeah something like that would be pretty good because I'm yeah is that what you went with yeah yeah, yeah. okay cool that's what I I would go with I just never have had you as picking dancing as the talent that you want I'm a decent dancer already like but it's (laughs) (laughs) I've got natural rhythm he knows it's true um video gags sign up to the website yeah um thank you very much for sending your questions in this week what body part of a celebrity would you like to have let us know in the comments um best thing for you to do is get over to the redmentv.com if you enjoy this podcast and if you want more we've got every aspect of liverpool football club covered at the moment really taking a step up this um 
so far this year. As we mentioned earlier, you've got Chris talking to journalists and respected people close to the Liverpool world for the inside track. Chris is doing a phenomenal stats and tactics show of late as well, really working out where Liverpool are winning and losing games. So if you really want that detailed analysis, we've got that as well. We've got a whole ton of extra features as well, interviews with Liverpool players, past and present. Uh, very, very good. I'm so very proud of what we do. And as we always say as well, it helps make the free stuff possible. So if you're enjoying this, and listen, if you just want to keep trying on the free stuff, you can do. But if you've been doing this for a while now and you still really like these guys, what can I do to give something back? Become a, a, a Red Men TV supporter. Supporters get a free month to try it all out, and then it's just five pounds. And, a month and listen, it, it, listen, we know that not everybody's going to be able to afford five pounds a month, and that's cool. But if you could just teach me how to skate and Paul how to dance, we'd accept that. We'd accept that in kind. Yeah, or payment in kind. E. Um, thanks very much. Deli Ali style. Deli style. Mm. Mm. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Wohan. <laughs>